Welcome to Your Story Matters, the show where we share inspiring stories from all around the world. After you've listened to this one, why don't you tell us yours? Share your story at yourstorymatters.net. But first, here's your host, speaker and writer, Angela Schaefers. Today I have the special opportunity to interview Robin Marvel. She's author of Reshaping Reality, Creating Your Life. She's also a speaker and a coach, and I'm very glad that she came to share about her story and how she's turned that into an opportunity to help encourage and inspire others and help them through healing. Robin, thanks for coming on to Your Story Matters. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So I know there was a lot of things that happened in your past that led up to your book and all the great things that you're sharing with others to encourage and inspire them and help them to find healing. But I would like it if you could tell the listeners basically some of that part that really created who you are and built some of your strengths and characters to help you be able to do what you're doing today. Because as you know, we don't just wake up one day and have all these ideas and the ability to press through things and get things done and make things happen. It usually happens because there's something that we went through and learned from that developed that within us. Right. I did. I had a very um, traumatic childhood growing up. There was um, a lot of domestic abuse in my family. I've watched um, a lot of beatings of my mother and this led to me being kidnapped a lot from my dad, and um, which was a pretty crazy situation. And then, you know, it went on. We continued to kind of live this life of, um, we were homeless several times. I mean, it was a really, really unstable childhood. I mean, we right. missed like three months of school one time because we were living in a station wagon on the port of Sacramento, you know, so it was very challenging. But back then, you know, I could see it for what it is and I couldn't understand it. But I, right. just, you know, you just kind of go with it. You're a kid and you're just kind of like, okay, well, this is this is it. And well, as I grew up, I really started building my sense of worth like we all do by learning from the adults that are in our life. And um, I watched my mom believe she wasn't worth anything. And that was how I carried, continued on into my teen years. And mm-hmm. I found that if I was, I could turn to alcohol and boys and that would kind of supplement that feeling of neglect, I guess, or, right. you know, I hadn't, I had, so I became addicted to alcohol and boys about age 15 and I became a teen mother at a 17. I had my daughter when I was 17 years old. And, you know, I looked at my life and I went, you know, this is just not working. This is not where I want to be. And I realized I got to choose my own life. And that was really mind blowing. And that helps all of those situations, you know, really helped build to what who I am today and, and what direction I'm heading in. Absolutely. And that makes a lot of sense. I can definitely understand some of those things helping to shape you into who you are today. And I want to talk a little bit about that. What do you think some of the traits were, characters, that you've developed since childhood? Because that's a lot to go through, to be homeless, to watch your mother be abused, to be kidnapped, all these different things. Can you pinpoint some of the things that that helped create in you that were positive attributes that actually helped you later on in life? Well, absolutely. You know, I once I started to um, develop a sense of worth, I really um, looked at those things that I went through, and I wanted to pull out the positive through each of those things. And some people say, you know, there is no positive, but mm-hmm. I but I disagree. I think that that built me to be a strong. I'm a very strong person. I'm very independent. I can I I have compassion for other people going through the same thing, but I'm able to talk to them and say, you know what, I went through that, and I understand, and 
I want to help you so that you can understand it too and forgive and move forward with your life. Right. And so, you know, I, the, the character building was just amazing. And people always ask me, you know, well, aren't you so angry? Aren't you, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm really not. Because I think if I had to go through all of those situations to become the person I am today, I'm, I love it. Then I, then it was worth every single situation I went through to bring me to where I am right now. Absolutely. I love what you were sharing, talking about how we can find the positive in the negative and sometimes even in the worst of circumstances. And I'm so glad that you were able to discover those positive things about your situation, though your situation was very traumatic and not normal and not a good thing. And if there's other things that you could share with the listeners as far as how that helped you, perhaps when you became a mother, what were some of the things that you learned that you were not going to do because of what you saw or that you learned, hey, I have this skill and talent because I went through all this stuff and learned all these things in my childhood? Well, you know, it's really important for people to realize that, you know, even though you're going through those situations, that as an adult, you don't have to continue them because that's what I work with a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot what my book is about, you know, that these and the reason I speak of this is because I have two sisters. I have an older sister and a younger sister, and they are repeating the patterns like walking through a mirror into right. my childhood, into their houses. And so for me, that's what I was seeing a lot was people are just staying stuck in these cycles. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to know that just because you had a traumatic childhood, it doesn't mean you have to watch life through a wounded eye the rest of your life. You know, you don't have to live like that. And watching my mom allow people to abuse her, I absolutely would not allow that. That's something that I took away wholeheartedly from that situation as far mm-hmm. as physical abuse. That's absolutely something that I would not do as an adult. And as being a mother, you know, I learned so much through all of these situations that I'm able to to be the kind of, to have my children grow up to be the kind of person that I wish I would have been at 15. You know, right. they're, they're very strong. And, and all of those situations gave me the tools to raise them like that, you know, and, and teach them to love themselves, which is so important. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, just, there's just so many but all of, you know, like I said before, I, I appreciate everything I learned from my childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, so I am using it to, for, to raise my own kids and go, no, I'm not going to allow my daughters to think that they have to have the attention from other people to feel like they're good enough. Right. You know, no, that's something they hold within. That's something they are. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. Very powerful. And I love what you said because that is so key. And I say that myself. We have a choice. At any given point, we have a choice as far as how we're going to live and how we're going to let the past or our story affect the present and the future. And so I'm so thankful when I can connect with people like you who have learned about that choice and then learned or decided rather to take that past and turn it into a positive. I want to ask you a question because I get other people that ask questions similar to this. Why do you think it is that your two sisters, for instance, have a totally different life than the life you chose? Is it all about the choice or do you think there's something else built into the experiences and their own personality that didn't allow them to want to choose a different sort of life for their future? Well, you know, I think that it's absolutely personal choice and it's accepting personal responsibility for your life in the now. And the reason I say that is because we've all faced things. I mean, everybody in the world has faced some kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And it's all dependent on how you react to that situation on the life that you live. Right. I mean, I 
firmly 100% believe that everything in my life is a choice. I choose what I do each day. I choose who I'm married to. I choose what I do with my children. I choose where I go. I mean, I could go on all day. And I think that that's just key. That's just absolutely what determines if a person repeats a cycle or not. You have to make the commitment to yourself and you have to be strong enough to do it, which everyone is strong enough to do it. It's just finding that space within you and going, you know what, this isn't the way I want to live. But, you know, we're taught for so many years, you're programmed into this behavior and the, these self-defeating habits that you just, it's just easier. And people, you know, people want the easy road. They don't want to do the work and face the situations of their childhood and go, you know what, I'm over it. Right. It's easier to go, well, my mom was a crackhead, so so that's why I do it. Exactly. You know, my, mm-hmm. my dad never told me I was good enough, so I'm going to be a drunk the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's of course, it's easier, but it's not living on purpose. It's not, it's not living to your greatness, which everybody has. It's just awakening it and knowing it and living it, making it your truth. That's right. And I love what you mentioned. Blame is so huge. That's something that can really keep people trapped in a vicious cycle or prevent them from living their best life because they just stay in that place of blaming whoever or whatever for everything that's happened. So thank you for sharing that. I want to talk a little bit about some of the healing that you've done in your own life before we talk more about the book. And I realized that from having this sort of childhood you did, you probably didn't have a lot of great childhood memories and typical childhood memories. And that's something that really creates a loss for many people because we all need and deserve a childhood. How did you deal with that sort of loss and what were some of the other feelings that you had that you had to really work through and find healing from? When I think of my childhood, you know, I do have some great memories from it. I had amazing cousins that um, were just my best friends. I mean, we were we were little, and um, so, you know, I, I look back to that a lot, and I don't know. I guess with my childhood, I don't, I feel like it wasn't, you know, an ideal childhood, but I feel like it wasn't, um, I don't even know what words to use here. It doesn't take away from who I am now, I guess, is what I want to say. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't look back and then go, oh, well, you know, I didn't have ice cream cones and and go to the fair with my friends or whatever the the situation is. But, you know, the healing for me, what, what I really worked on was that I was busy. I was so busy putting so much power in other people's hands to make me feel like I was enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like if my mom could call me and literally take me out for the rest of the day because she would say something negative or rude or hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I would just feel like, I'm, oh, my God, she must be right. You know, even though all of the things that I went through in my childhood with her, I still I just craved that attention of someone saying, you know what, you're good. You right. know? So I my happiness was was dished out to all these people. So I really had to work on knowing that I own my happiness. I'm in control of that. And I'm telling you, when I realized that, I was blown away and my life shifted dramatically mm-hmm. from that moment forward. You know, it was, it was so such an eye opener. And mm-hmm. so I really had to heal that. And I have a lot, I had a lot of abandonment issues, mm-hmm. you know, my, as my mom would just, I mean, drop me off for weeks at a time at people's houses and I would just be there and I wouldn't see her and I wouldn't know what was going on. And I mean, that's traumatic for a little kid. Yes. And so, you know, I felt like, well, everyone's going to leave me. You know, I went mm-hmm. through that and I had to heal that. But I mean, I still work at everything every day. I mean, I feel like I feel like I made this commitment to myself and I make it every single day to live with the way that I live and do the things that I want to do in my life. Mm-hmm. But it's up to me to make that happen. So, I mean, I think it's something that, I, that I'll, I'll, I'll forever be working with myself and growing and learning forever. 
Right, and I agree with that. I think that life is a learning process, and we have to continually understand what's happening and how we feel, and as you say, take ownership of what we can and cannot control and what parts we actually have a choice about in changing. So I really appreciate you sharing that with our listeners. Do you think that there are things or were there things rather that you did specifically did you go through counseling were there particular books that you read were there certain ways that you started down this healing path you know what happened to me was um i did not go to any counseling or seek outside help i picked up a book called choosing happiness and i read it from cover to cover in that book i was like are you kidding me? This is up to me. You know, like I was just talking about my happiness right. is mine. Uh-huh. You know, what? Who? Nobody told me that. You know, I watched my mom dependent on it for so many years on these abusive men and just, you know, toxic relationships. I had no idea that I had the power. And when I read that book, I mean, my life, that was, that was it. I was like, okay, game on. And I was ready to go. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's powerful. Because I know I've heard other people say that one particular book or one thing they heard was life-changing for them. And so that's really awesome that you obviously were meant to have that book in your hands and feel those feelings from that that were so strong for you to create such change. And the beautiful part of it, as we already said earlier, is that you've gone and taken that and created your own material in your own book to help create change for other people and encourage and inspire them to have their best life. So I really commend you for doing so. So let's talk a little bit about the book. And I know you've written more than one, but the latest one is Reshaping Reality, Creating Your Life. How did that book come about? And if you can, share with our listeners some of the summary of it. Okay, what led me to writing this book was that, you know, I um, what we've been talking about this whole conversation, how people get stuck in these cycles and they're scared to move out of them or they don't know how to move out of them. And I thought, you know, I have, I have the story and I've went through a lot of things. I can relate to a lot of people in a lot of different situations. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how can I help them? Because I want everyone to live their greatness. I mean, I believe that every person in the world is full of amazingness and it's just them accepting it within themselves and becoming it. Yes. And I mean, that's all a personal choice. You can't make someone do that. So I decided to write Reshaping Reality, and it's been probably two years in the making. And I said, you know what? I want this book, people to pick up this book, and I want to shake their spirit awake. I want them to grab a hold of their life from the driver's seat and go, you know what? This is my life, and I'm going to control it. And if I had a bad childhood or if I lost my house in the in the market or if I lost my job or whatever your situation is, my parents were drunks, my husband was an abuser, whatever it was, whatever it is, I want them to pick this book up and go, well, I own right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't change the past, but I own this moment right now, and I'm going to choose to make it the best damn moment in the world, and it's mine, so I can do whatever I want with it. And I wanted to break their limiting beliefs and just just help them grab a hold of and own their power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that, was, that was a real drive for this book. I'm, I'm very excited about it. That's awesome. And I know that you probably have shared some of what you've gone through and how you went about this, but do you have some tips for today that you could share from the book with the listeners about how they get started? Well, absolutely. There are stories of mine in almost every chapter, you know, things that I went through and what I used. And that's the thing. I'm glad you mentioned that because this book is written from experience. Like I didn't go research these things and put Mm -hmm. them into a book. This is truth. I've did every exercise in this book. I still do the exercises in this book. And that's what helped me reshape my own reality. And that's why I wanted to share them. Um, One of the things that I tell people to do 
is to start start releasing that wounded spirit, you know, where the where your child go back to your childhood or whatever wherever you were at, your teenhood, whatever it was, where you found that situation that is challenging you now, where you're staying stuck because you look at that and go, Well, you know, like I said earlier, you know, my mom smoked weed so now I'm I'm not gonna get a job and, and I'm just gonna keep blaming it on that type situation. Go back to that part, find that little person inside of yourself and I mean this is very personal for people to do mm-hmm. and start Start comforting that inner child and, and release the wounds, release the pain around it. Look at that situation and go, you know what? It wasn't cool for my mom to do that when I was that age, but she did what she knew she could do, and I'm going to let go of it because right. I'm going to live now. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, um, that's just one of, the, one of the many. There's exercise at the end of every chapter. Mm-hmm. That's powerful and good stuff because I think that that's, there's so many great books out there and obviously very helpful stuff and encouraging and inspiring, but there's not always a lot of books that help give you actual exercises to do and tips and share from real life experiences. So I'm glad that you have a book that people can actually use as a workbook. Right. Yep. And, and get as much out of it as they can. And I noticed that you do workshops. So talk to us about what the workshops entail and how that evolved into a part of what you're doing. Well, I have so much fun doing these workshops because with me, I'm a very hands-on learner. So with my workshops, I want everybody to be hands-on. I want you to get your hands dirty and empower your own life. You know, I don't want to sit and talk to you and tell you what I went through. I want to show you how to use these tools that I've used into your own life and that way you can take them home and build on them and use them where you need to and, you know, really take a hold of your own life. And that's what these workshops do. They're full of motivation and just hands-on activities. And I started doing them with my first book, Did Shocker Size Your Spirit, and the response was just amazing. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to keep doing it because it's so fun and I get to meet all these people and I'm empowering them. And now with the new book, I have a phenomenal workshop that I'm going to be doing all over the country this summer. And it's just receiving reality from the book. And it's all about breaking the cycles and hands-on. But like I said, these are full of activities. Like you're not going to just hear me sit up and talk about the book. We're going to do some activities. And and they're not heavy. They're not, you know, they're, they're there for you to learn these tools, gain what you need, and then implement it into your own life. So they're just tons of fun. That's awesome. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that, again, need that interaction so that they can actually go through the process with you and with others to understand what you're talking about in the book and how do we actually do this. And it's certainly encouraging to have other people around you to motivate you to do something. It's kind of like having a coach that helps you exercise, right? Right, absolutely. What would you say to those who hear your story, who have some things in their past that have been upsetting or traumatic, things like that, but they just feel like though they're not blaming anyone anymore, they're taking responsibility for their lives. They continue though here and there to have depression or discouragement or things creep back up on them. And I know you mentioned earlier you still work a lot of your steps every day. How do you encourage people to deal with those times that those little voices, if you will, or the memories pop up and really make you think, why am I doing this? It's not, you know, nothing's changed. I haven't changed this is my reality. Well, you know, um, you have to be confident in what you're doing. And we all have those little setbacks. But, you know, it's in it's not in the falling down. It's in the getting back up. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a day where you're like, where you're off. And I have those days too. I absolutely, I absolutely do. And I have to remind myself, you know, I have to find my, my, part, my point of gratitude. And I have to remember 
that I'm alive for a short period of time and I have a lot to do in that time. Even a hundred years is not that long to enjoy this honor and privilege of being alive. And that's really a lot of times how I remind myself and get myself back on track is that, okay, I have today and I have, and I want to spend this day to the fullest potential and get the most out of it. So how am I going to do that if I'm in a pity party, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, but I also say, you know, take baby steps. If you, if you have a day of depression, that's okay. You know, eat your ice cream and and bounce back. Don't let it keep you down and don't beat yourself up. I mean, and this is in the book too, about treat yourself like you would a small child. If you are doing something and you're not where you want to be, we're so quick to beat ourselves up. But, you know, you would never do that to a a five-year-old child if they made Mm -hmm. a mistake or they fell back. Really, really nurture yourself because this is a big deal. You're changing. You're doing something that's shifting everything about you. You're becoming a new person. Mm -hmm. So understand that and and commend yourself for it for whatever little steps you take and keep at it. Commitment, commitment, commitment to self. That's great. And I love that you share that because that's important. It's, again, like dieting or exercise. You know, we might slide back a little bit one day. But it doesn't mean that the next day is a n- another new day and we can't do something and get back up there and start trying again or doing eating right again or exercising again. And it just really is all about making that choice continually to be better, to heal, to find that happy place for us. So I love that you're sharing that and talking about your own vulnerability and needing to remind yourself sometimes that you have the choice. Absolutely. Talk to our listeners about, we talked a little bit about blame. How do you now handle these relationships? Do you not have, a lot of people ask these sorts of questions. Do you not have relationships with people who have hurt you in the past and been dysfunctional or still are? Or do you set boundaries and continue relationships? What has your experience, experience been with that related to your own family? Well, you know, I'm very, very picky about who I let into my life because I think that, it, I mean, I'm kind to everybody, but it's very important to not allow people to drain you. Right. And the the relationships that I've had, I mean, I've dealt with a lot of negative people who are very um, mean. I just want to say the word mean, you know, and they're trying to tear you down because of the way that they believe in themselves. And I mm-hmm. realize that. And I'm always fine with, just like my sisters, I love my sisters with all of my heart. But I refuse to stand by and allow them to abuse me. And it becomes, and to me, it does. it is about you. I mean, this is your life. And if you continue to let someone abuse you, then then you're at fault. You need to take responsibility for allowing that to happen. For me, I say, you know, I love my sisters very much, but I keep them at a distance. I'll, I talk to them and, and I share things with them and everything else. But for them to be a constant in my life, it's too, it's mentally draining. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, not just them, there's several people who are, you know, you don't have to allow these negative people to take away from who you are. Right. And the best way to do that is to, and there are people, there are absolutely people that I have just been, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. done. I've, I've tried. I've given you several chances. We've talked about it. I said, this is, this is not working. You're being very negative. You're being um, mean. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's allowed to, people can only treat you how you let them. Right. I mean, I believe that wholeheartedly. And I teach my girls that. And I think that if somebody keeps abusing you, then it's time for them to go, time for them to go on their way and you go on yours and take what you learned from them. And hopefully they take what they learned from you and everybody moves along. And, and that's okay. I mean, there's no need to hate them or hold on to resentment for them because it didn't work out in a friendship or a relationship or whatever it is, because we're each moving and progressing and changing all the time. So things are going to happen like that. But 
you know, it's important to honor yourself and respect yourself enough to demand the same level of respect from other people. And that's how I deal with relationships with right. them. That with makes everybody. Yes, that makes sense. And I think it, it does go back to self-love and feeling self-worth. That means that you're telling yourself all the time, you deserve better in your life. You deserve to be treated right. well. You deserve respect. And so all of that, I think, is part of the healing process and understanding that we have a choice in that, too, how we're treated and the people that we allow in our lives. Good words of advice there. Talk to the listeners then about forgiveness. I'm sure there were issues or things that had happened with your parents especially that you needed to find a place of forgiveness or have you been able to forgive them and move on from that? You know, I absolutely forgive everyone in my life. I really refuse to hold any kind of anger or blame within myself because I honor myself too much. I won't do it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. with, with my mom and them, I don't look at my childhood and go, oh, my God, they were so horrible. This is ridiculous. I look at it and go, you know, they made some really bad choices, but I think that they were doing what they know. Right. That That's my take on it. They were doing what they know. And I'm not going to hold blame to my mom now for it. I mean, choices and behaviors that she exhibits now and, you know, in this day, like I, I'll make her whole, I'll make her responsible for them. I will talk to her about them. I'll tell her, listen, listen, this is this. But as far as my childhood goes, I just don't, I just don't hold that. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have that. I don't want to be angry inside and, and carry that around with me because life is too good and what's done is done and and I'm just not going to live like that. So for me, forgiveness was an easy thing and I know for a lot of people it's the hardest. Yes. But I mean, I've been wronged many of times in my life, not just by my parents, by by many of people, but I just, I don't know, I just let it go because for me, it's not for them. It's not about them. Right. I think that's key is that, as you said, when we are choosing not to forgive, and again, that's a choice we have to forgive or to not forgive, we're only carrying around another burden and more negativity within our own selves that's just not necessary. And it really does cloud the good stuff. It clouds the positivity. Yeah, I mean, you can you can waste your time being angry with yes. these people and saying, but, you know, people people will misunderstand what forgiveness is. They think if you forgive someone, you're saying, oh, it's okay what they did to me. Right. It's fine. But that's not the case. What you're saying is, you know what, I honor myself more in this, and if they are who they are, the choice was made. But but let go of that negative emotion around it. You know, it's all the emotion you put into all of these situations that make them bad or good or horrible or that you carry with you. It's because you look at it and go, oh, that was so horrible to me. And so my life's never going to be the same. You know, so it's really like you said, it's what you choose to hold on to and what you choose, the life you, how you choose to live your life is the life that you're going to live. That's right. So it's really up to you. Absolutely. Robin, thank you so much for taking the time today to share some of your story and to talk about your new book. Can you share with our listeners how they could find out more about you and get a copy of Reshaping Reality, Creating Your Life? Sure. They can visit me on my website at www.robinmarvel.com, and they can also find me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm on Twitter also, and you can email me on my, on my website if you need any more information or anything. Sounds great. Again, thank you for sharing. Thank you for the great tips that you shared today on the show. And we're happy to have had you here to talk about your book and to talk about some of the things that you're doing to help encourage and inspire people to live their best life. Thank you so much for having me.